Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to FCA Radio, a broadcast of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Sports Ministry. FCA is reaching coaches and athletes across the globe. Join us today as we bring you the heart and soul in sports. Here are your hosts, Jake Hannon and Cal Kern. Good afternoon, Western New York, Southern Ontario. Welcome to the hour of power here. FCA Radio can't wait to get into it today. And uh, Cal's out. I think he is perhaps in Tennessee uh, because, you know, his son plays for the Titans and he goes down there quite a bit. Uh, So we're praying for Brett. But uh, I've got someone in the house who uh, you're going to want to listen to today. A. Williams, formerly known as A. Williams, Adam Williams. He is the, what is your title now? I'm the the youth pastor Uh at Kenmore Alliance Church. Okay. And uh, yeah, I've been been at Kenmore Alliance as an intern, as a part-time staff, full-time staff for 15 years. Wow. So, been doing it for a while. Yeah, an OG of the game, <laughs> the, the, the church game. I'm a relic. I'm a relic in youth ministry now. Yeah, so. a relic. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, the average NFL career is 3.1 years. What's the average youth pastor career? Do you know? I believe it's 18 months. <laughs> So, <laughs> someone usually tears their ACL pretty early on yeah. in their experience, and they move on to something else. So, yes, okay, that irreparable the old ACL that gets right. you every time, every time, yeah. every time. Yeah, that's great, man. That's awesome. Just your faithfulness, and you know, there might be people listening in Lockport or like you know, the Batavia or Jamestown today or Ontario. Uh, I'd say most of the people that are kind of like directly in Erie County here or the churches know about you and, and Unite, the movement that you've been pioneering, gathering youth pastors from all over Western New York. But I just want to say, if you're listening today and you, and you don't know Adam or about what, what's been going on, it it's really tremendous. And I just want to honor you for that because you have really put yourself aside in many ways. Um, you're not really interested in like your fame or your glory or putting a brand on something but it's just like this organic group of youth pastors that you've gathered and i know you've paid a price for that because it involves your time it involves humility to get people together and you don't come out of it with any extra you know you're not getting paid the big bucks to uh to do what you're doing right you're doing it for the lord and it takes a unique person to be able to gather people and kind of just make sure that the gospel is being proclaimed and the ki- the Bible and, and the kingdom over a certain church or a certain person, you know, like you could get up there on the stage and say, make it the A. Williams show, right? <laughs> but you really don't, like, and so a lot of people know who you are, but um, it's just for the right reason, so. Yeah, man, dude, I, I love getting to do what I do. I believe that youth workers, youth pastors, people that work with students are the the heroes of, of the world. I, I I believe in youth ministry. I believe that God does unbelievable things with 
people that uh, look at a population that as you get older, you feel further and further away from, right? Like mm -hmm. as, as I see, you know, like you get removed for four years from high school and you're like, man, I don't even speak the same language anymore. But there's something about having young, um, loving adults that are willing to invest back into the next generation that I'm passionate about. And I want Western New York to be on the map um, for the right reasons, for the reasons of, hey, we're a place where we're united in the gospel and we're about seeing God's glory known um, in all areas, you know, in our schools, in our in our places. And I think students can lead the charge on that because obviously the last two and a half years we've been very divided in lots of different ways. And I think that students can lead as it comes to bringing that unity back to the forefront and saying, hey, what are we about? What is it? What is the kingdom really about? Is it about us um, completely pulling away and dividing on all these issues or is it about unifying around the gospel and about seeing people radically transformed by the power of Jesus and what he can do in the life of a person. So, yeah, I love it. It's incredible. Um, and speaking of you, so you have United is kind of the theme. Speaking of United, just a few days ago we had a worship night and uh, different uh, worship team with, like, literally musicians from all different churches from Western New York, uh, led by Brady, who's amazing. He's uh, Pastor Charles' son. So, But you've been working with these guys kind of coming up their whole life. There's a group of of uh, high schoolers now that um, you've been training up and just it's a long game right like it's you've invested in these kids for so long but now to see them leading worship in front of hundreds of kids and and really kind of uh, leading a movement of, of unity of uh, students all over Western New York just coming together for the kingdom of God I mean that's got to be special for you to kind of sit back and say man, I've been like kind of investing in this for a while. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there are points where you're like, is this going to pay off? Like, or is this, you know, like, is God going to do something here? And now just to, you know, you've got people that are running it, right? You don't have to put your hand on everything, but now you can kind of sit back and watch and see what, what God's done with your faithfulness. Yeah, no, it's awesome. That was an amazing uh, worship event. Brady does a phenomenal job. He, he, that was all him. He was organized. He got everybody together, got the team together has been passionate about promoting this to several different churches, reaching across the aisle um, and basically saying, hey, we want to have an event to just worship God. And and we're not about um, declaring any, like the name of Kenmore Alliance Church or the name of any other church or organization. We're like, man, we want to make sure that this event is just about Jesus. And we're making sure that that name is forward. So yeah, it's it's such a joy, man. You know, obviously I've been in this for a while and you get to see those cycles of kids go through and the the kids that you're like, man, I don't know what you're going to do with them, God, because they're driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, man, that person, you see a lot of potential and they don't pan out in the ways that you thought. But, man, it's such a cool privilege to be able to see those kids really begin to, you know, peak at the right times. They're going after it. They're they're being faithful. And they're bold enough to believe that God can do something with it. That's why I love students. It's like they're crazy enough to believe God is mm -hmm. can do something cool. Because uh, I think oftentimes as adults we get caught up in our – limitations or thoughts oh we can't do that that's too much money that's too much time that's too much. whatever we, we fill in the blank but ultimately students believe are, are crazy enough to believe the god of the bible and say that he could do some of that stuff today uh and it's really really cool so yeah i'm proud of brady proud of that team the worship team he put together and it's just awesome i can't i can't wait to continue to see those things pop up in our region yeah it's definitely going to continue and you're setting a foundation for some amazing things what would you, uh, a lot of people are critical of like you know Gen Z and saying oh it's the me generation and it's uh you know the Instagram and the TikTok and all this stuff and you know, obviously some of that's can be bad you know in many sure. ways sure. but um 
but but I you know I think they're getting labeled right yeah. as having all these mental health issues and not working hard and all this stuff. But I've seen I've I've seen some Gen Zs, some of these young people that are coming up that like challenge me, and they're yeah. like put like I, I'm sitting here in my comfortable cushy ministry world and they're like actually out in schools like mm-hmm. getting getting kids saved and they're actually willing to kind of like go after god and like lead at young ages i mean we i'm sure you don't you would say you don't have all the answers but what have you seen in like in this generation coming up well dude i i think you know like obviously we're we're in buffalo we're a city of underdogs and mm-hmm. i think that people don't give them enough credit and they look at kids and they say yeah they're not capable or they're not like the way I did it, right? So that we we criticize we criticize what we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So so a lot of times when we mm-hmm. have situations with um, adults that are further and further, because man, you know how fast this changes. Like, dude, I've been at this for a while, and I remember the first time having to get text messaging on my cell phone because like kids were using text, and I had a limited amount. I was like, dude, I had 250 a month, like that's what I got. So I'm like, <laughs> you can't text me anymore. I'm at my limit. <laughs> You know, now we fly thousands of those out a, like a, a month. You know, we're, we're just texting all the time and connecting those ways. But I think that they, you know, one of the one of the coolest stories happened at our church this past year. We had a girl who um, was 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 seeking. She was dating a guy and seeking things out spiritually, kind of diving into some Wiccan things, different stuff like that. And a person she was following on Instagram uh, got saved. And literally posted on her page, I this is not me anymore. I don't sell these wares anymore. I follow Jesus. I do this thing. And literally that piqued this girl's interest to be like, what the heck is this about? And she started a journey and literally got baptized last year mm-hmm. at our church. Wow. Um, and so part of her story, she was saved through Instagram. And so we have no idea what God is going to do. And we need them. Like, here's the thing. Like, the next generation beyond this is got to be reached by the people that we're raising up now. And mm-hmm. so if we're if we're shutting off the technology stuff or we're just saying, hey, put the phone away, I get it. Like we want people to be present, we want be, be, be people to be aware of what's going on around them, but they've got to be the ones that are leading the charge when it comes to how are we reaching people with technology. What are we doing to not just um, decry a generation, but actually empower them and say, dude, you guys can change the world because we need you to because it's already passing us. You know, like we're dinosaurs now, bro. Like we, yeah. you know, you you get to a point where you're like, I we've got all we have is the word. We got the word of God. We got this thing we can pass on. How it disseminates technologically, that's always going to be a, a, a an evolving door, and it changes monthly. You know, every 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 day something new is kicking out that we have to be on guard for, and how we use it, and how do we not get sucked in by it and allow it to just like anything, you know, pull us away from what matters most. So, yeah, so I believe that this generation is is powerful and can do great things and we've seen it in, you know, different partnerships we've done with with training camp which we'll talk about in a little while, but just different things that we've done and seen in this region where we see kids step up, you're like, "Bro, like they can do it." You know, they just need people that believe that they can. Um, and they need to be reminded that the God that created them can do something unbelievable with them hmm. um, and their willingness to to say yes. And so, yeah, because I think about it, like how many years of, of generations have gone by that it's the same gospel, mm-hmm. right? It's not changed. The so story good. hasn't changed. The, yeah. But the way that the, – and the way that people change, like it still happens and it's still different. We still see kids just – making decisions. Does it happen the way that we did it 50 years ago? No. Mm-hmm. Does it happen to Billy Graham rally? No. Like, you know, it's different. Like people are coming to Christ in all sorts of wonky ways, man, but he's still working and he's still doing unbelievable things. And so I think we need to be willing to 
to bend an ear and listen to this next generation and, and hear what they're talking about. Because, yeah, mental health stuff's real. These things that they're walking through is real. What they walk through with COVID is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's shaped a lot of what they believe and think about the world. And they see how the church has reacted. And some of them have said, I want nothing to do with that because I've seen what that does. And so we, we got to do some course correcting when it comes to allowing their voices to be heard instead of just pushed down and said, yeah, we're not listening to you. Like, we're just going to keep marching on and doing our thing. Like, they're the ones that are going to be the ones leading your church and should be leading your church today, not just leading your church or tomorrow, but hey, put them to work today. Put them on the, you know, put them on the platform. Give them opportunities. Like, I, I would tell you in our church, if we didn't have students, our service wouldn't happen. Hmm. We have over half of the team on AV running. I'm like, I've told them, like, dude, just, if, if you just don't show up some Sunday, see what happens. <laughs> you know, like, because, we, we have this desperate need for volunteers and obviously adults are busy and stuff. And we have these kids that are like, dude, we're willing to serve. We're willing to show up early and be involved. And so, you know, don't, don't give up on this generation. They've got stuff to give and they've got stuff to bring to the table that are far greater than you could ever imagine. Yeah. I feel like they are a very active generation. Yeah. Like they want to get involved. They want to, you know, do stuff. Um, they don't want to sit there. And I think they realize that we're in one of the top, Ten least Bible-minded cities in the country. If you're yeah. listening in Canada, you're definitely you've definitely experienced uh, a new way of doing Christianity in the past few years, uh, as we have as well a little bit in New York. And um, I don't think it's getting going to be getting necessarily any more accommodating for the church. And we have to realize I think the church is moving outside the walls of of a building, and um, it's going to be mobilized and uh, I think God is preparing people generations yeah. to to think that way and I think it's wise for us to listen dude it's got to be we got to change like that's the thing think about it like we have um you know when I think about how they did ministry when they started in the in the New Testament you see all of these things happening outside of the temple basically a lot of their mm-hmm. ministry was saying hey you are the temple where you mm-hmm. go is what happens right and so we, we have to get out of this mindset of saying, hey, we've got a really sweet building. We got this thing. You should come here. Sure, we, we need to have those p- places, but we need to know there are people that will never set foot in our churches, but mm-hmm. we have a ton of people that are going to set foot into the areas that these people exist and live and work at school. And, like, we have to be sending missionaries. We, we can't be thinking that, oh, man, like, I hope I have this really good outreach event and they come to my church. Like, we need to say, hey, are we being people that actually engage spiritual conversations in our in our workplace, in our homes, in our areas, because that's how the gospel is going to go forward. It's not going to be because we had a really sweet event and a bunch of people showed up. Most of the people that show up at your church when you do a big outreach event are Christians. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> most of them are like, "Oh, sweet, Kenmore's doing an event, Chapel's doing an event. Oh yeah, let's go to that place and <laughs> let's go enjoy that you know yeah. time with family and whatever." Like, so think about it. Like the people that we're reaching that need to be reached are people that will never set foot in those churches. And so we need to start like, and that's what we try to tell our students too is like. You're the ones that are going to reach out. I'm sitting here because I had a friend that invited me over and over again to come to Young Life, where, where I really came to know Jesus through Young Life, and I kept telling him no for months, and then eventually I said yes because he kept bothering me. Mm. I'm like, Brute, I'll just go once if you leave me alone, and it changed my life, mm. and it was because I had a kid that was willing, who, who didn't even know Jesus. This guy didn't even know Jesus, but he was like committed to the program, loved Young Life, loved what they were doing, and said, yeah. Like, come on, like, you should come and check this out. And it changed my life. And so it all starts with that invitation, that willingness to say, it's not about bringing them into a building. It's mm-hmm. about about us sending them out into a world that desperately needs the good news and the hope 
um, of, of Jesus that he has for us. That's so good. I mean, I think about a guy like Colton Christian, who's now at, at Navy. Naval uh, Academy, man. You know, and just what an amazing guy, right? And just an amazing family, the whole Christian family. You guys have been doing life together for years and years and years. And the Jones family and Jackson Jackson's off at Stony Brook playing D1 football. I saw a couple weeks ago he was posting a video yeah. of him running like a 4-3-40 and like the whole team was like... He's so fast. He's like viral. Yeah, he's, he's, and, uh, and then Brady, his younger brother, is just leading worship all over the place. And, you know, you've, you really have been walking with these guys and gals for a really long time. If you... But it's almost like you're kind of that hinge generation because you're like <clears throat> you 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 also preach you know quite a bit at Kenmore Alliance and you have so many leadership roles and um, things that you're that are in your hand that um, don't necessarily involve youth. So you, you could kind of speak the language of maybe that older generation, but also the younger generation. If you were to say like, "Hey, this is one thing that I just did really well," you know, as I was um, kind of walking with these students and. I mean, I just I have ton of respect for you because I think you've just trained up this generation so well. Um, what would it be? So something for me that I I, I want to tip my hat to. Many years ago, I, I met a guy named Rick Mills. Uh, Rick Mills was this uh, guy that was at a conference that I was at, and I got to befriend him and um, began to just build a relationship with him and had him come in for different trainings for us. And he wrote a book called uh, The Big Turnover. And it, it really impacted me early in my ministry career of saying, listen, it's not about me being the show or being the guy that has to be up there doing everything. It's really about getting these students to own the space. And so it really began a journey for me to figure out, okay, what does it look like to empower middle school and high school students? And so one of the things that we do for our middle schoolers is we do once a month, starting in September, this month, we're going to be starting our teen takeover nights. And basically every month, students are in charge of every aspect of the program um, based on their small group and that rotates. So they sometimes they'll do a message, sometimes they'll be in charge of a game, all those different things. Mm -hmm. And and the goal Mm -hmm. of all of that being, we want you to discover what you love and what you hate. Because some of them are like, I hate doing this. I'm like, perfect, you're learning. Mm -hmm. It's just as important for a student to understand the things they don't like as as much as they have the things that they do like. So. Mm I feel like for me that the biggest the win of why I've seen I feel like our ministry be healthy over the time that I've been there is really empowering students to lead and own um, their domain. That this isn't um, me putting on a thing like I've got guys uh, you know like Mikey C Jack, different people that like make things happen for like do the AV, do you know the the worship. Like these are things that I don't do that they all make happen and they collaborate with me and do that. But I coach them and. So even with that middle school program, I was talking about teen takeover, then we move into high school and I grab kids that say, hey, I want to have another kind of a deeper leadership role. I have a thing called impact team and I meet with these kids about twice a month and we're working together and I'm trying to get their feedback on what do you think we can do to better reach your friends and what we're doing and what's going after and get them to be the ones that are the the catalyst of what we do. Because I could put together all the things I want to do, but it's not going to bring kids. It's going to be them ministering to their own generation. And so... I think that's the biggest key is just believing and not being and not being scared of allowing kids to own different things. Because man, I'm telling you, when we did teen takeover nights and different groups led worship, like sixth grade boys are in charge of worship. I had one time sixth grade boys get up there with a French horn, a tuba, 
like trombone and did Amazing Grace. And I was like, what is going on? And it was amazing. Like, it's something that I'm like, this would have never happened because I think sometimes we can get so caught up in our quality or our desire to be, oh man, we want to be really attractive. Like, yeah, who are you attracting? What are you doing? But ultimately, like, when we give kids that stage and they feel cheered for, like, that might be the first time that kid felt cheered for in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be the first time that that kid actually felt like, hey, I could, I would, I can participate or I can contribute to what goes on um, that God could use me. And so that's what we want to raise up in disciple making. We don't want to just raise up a bunch of people that might show up at our door because we've created a really clean, awesome program. Hmm. We want to create a space where, hey, I can be a part of that program and it might be clunky, but it's a place where I can belong. I always tell my students, like, this is the sandbox you can play in. Come in. Come play in the sandbox. Make mistakes. You know, I want you to learn as much as you can here so that when you leave here in this ministry, you can step into whatever's next and you know, okay, I've done that, didn't work. Done this, didn't work. You know, I did this, it did work. And try to take some of those ideas into the next thing. So, yeah, I just I believe that we need to give students a platform and 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 not just shy away from it and say, hey, yeah, figure it out. Like we need to give them the tools, we need to equip them, and we need to believe that you know what? Because like literally, we're probably both sitting here because somebody looked at us when we were younger and said, hey, there's hope there. Oh yeah, right. And they're like, yeah, I could, I, I they could do something. So we had adults in our life that said. I believe in you. I'm willing to give you, I'm willing to risk mm. to give you a chance to do things. Like even in my journey at Ken, Kenmore, like Evans took a risk on me. Mm. You know, I graduated from, from college and I interned. And I didn't do it perfectly. I made mistakes and he was gracious and, you know, gave me opportunities to fail, gave me opportunities to win. Like those things are huge. And so it, it's just knowing like when we fall back in that re- reality that we're loved, like, loved people are motivated in a better way than people that are just fearful of screwing up. Mm-hmm. Like if we walk into a place where we're like, man, I feel loved, like I'm more apt to believe and do something more outrageous for God than sitting back and be like, I'm a little, little nervous about, about doing that. But knowing that I'm in a safe place, that they love me here and I can, I can jump into that. So long winded answer to say, man, believe in students, empower them. And don't, and don't just try to put on a program you think is going to attract people, but give them, give them a program to, let them reach their own generation. Wow, that's so good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what better place to fail, right, than with your family than, yeah. than at church? Hundred uh, percent. We actually talked about that with Coach Masters last week. Uh, transformational coaching versus transactional coaching, and love is the key, right? That unlocks growth because a transformational coach is more focused on long-term growth and the other it, serving people and and watching them flourish, whereas a transactional coach. And sports is one that just cares about performance and it yep. works in the short term because you create fear and that mm-hmm. creates a response of everything being all put together and tidy and neat and clean. But in the long term, it's you're going to fail because no one's actually growing. No one wants to be there and you're going to lose people. Um, so it's the same thing in sports, right? It's yeah, like, it's like Urban Meyer, right? It's like, it's, or that's like that story of him leading the Jacksonville Jaguars last year was just all the stories you hear coming out of that was just like, Worst environment ever, fear, uh-huh. awful. I mean, and they're terrible as it is, right? Like, it's just you're the Jaguars. You know, obviously, we can't beat them in Jacksonville as Buffalo Bills fans, but right. they're terrible, yeah. you know, and, and we have to wear that, that Urban Meyer's team beat us last uh, year. Yes. Ugh, it's just gross. Yeah, It's terrible. I know. <laughs> Let's talk Bills when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. Adam Williams with us, Kenmore Alliance Church. Uh, we got lots more ahead, talking about United, FCA Training Camp 2023. Definitely got to talk about the Bills when we come back. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. This is FCA Radio. 
Christian Central Academy is a pre-K through 12th grade school in Williamsville, celebrating over 70 years. My name is Deb Tyson, mom of two Christian Central Academy graduates, as well as a current elementary, middle, and high school student. I value that my children are not only instructed in the classroom, but are guided in their character development the way I would like them to be. Knowing the values I desire for my children are being demonstrated every day at CCA gives me peace of mind. My children have been attending school on site five days a week in a safe and socially distanced environment. Seeking to teach traditional values based on a biblical worldview, CCA's goal is to partner with me as I raise my children. Visit ChristianCA.com or call 634-4821 to learn more about how to enroll your child at Christian Central Academy. Are you dreading yard work this summer? My name's Aaron Partridge. I'm a former FCA athlete and now owner here at AA Landscaping. AA Landscaping is a full service landscaping company that services the entire Western New York area. At AA Landscaping, we provide our clients with more than just a quality lawn service. We walk with the customer through every step of the way to ensure 100% satisfaction. If you let us know that FCA sent you, we'll give you 50% off our design service. Give AA Landscaping a call today at 716-598-9933 to schedule your free consultation. I always thought a home equity line of credit could only be used to cover home expenses, renovations, additions, appliances. But boy, was I wrong. It can be used for all these things and more. Using the equity in your home can be a smart option to help lighten the load for whatever lies ahead on your financial path. Planning a vacation, designing a new nursery, caring for an aging loved one. You can tailor a home equity line of credit to fit your needs. Right now, qualified applicants can enjoy a special 12-month introductory rate of 2.5% APR on a HELOC from Lakeshore Savings Bank. For nearly 130 years, Lakeshore has been there for generations of Western New Yorkers, guiding their financial journeys and providing the best solutions to help them move forward. When you're ready to take that next financial step, Lakeshore is here to help. Stop by your nearest branch. Call 800-336-6116 or visit lakeshoresavings.com slash home equity to learn more. Lakeshore Savings. Banking with your best interest in mind. That's how we do business. Equal housing lender. The vision at FCA is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. God has called FCA uniquely to share the gospel in sports culture, and they are answering his call, but they need teammates like you who desire to give generously of your resources. Beginning with its first Christian sports camp in 1954, FCA has grown to a global ministry with over 2,000 staff in 100 countries. Over 100,000 athletes participate in FCA camps around the world each year. Since FCA field offices raise its own local support in the U.S. and around the world, there are many opportunities to give. Would you prayerfully consider becoming a supporter of FCA through a financial commitment today? Give a gift of any amount or join the FCA home team by becoming a monthly supporter of your local FCA staff. Please visit fca.org or in Canada, visit canadafca.ca to find more information on supporting your FCA area of choice and for details on how to set up your one-time or reoccurring gift. FCA is on mission to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. To stay connected with us, visit fca.org. Welcome back. This is FCA Radio. Thanks for being with us today. And uh, we got Adam Williams in the house, youth pastor at Kemore Alliance Church. He oversees Unite, uh, which is a collective of 
youth pastors from all over Western New York, and he does so many other things. But uh, on top of all that, he is our one and only Buffalo Bills 2022-2023 FCA Radio kickoff conversation special guest because guess what? Dude. We all know what's coming on Thursday night. Dude. And it's going to go down. It's happening. Let's go. It's L.A. It's the first game of the year. Can you, like, dude, I've been a Bills fan my life. Like, this is such a weird, like, obviously when I was a kid, you know, through the Kelly years, I was young, right? Like, the, then suffering through 17 years of just garbage and just, like, wondering are we ever going to even make the playoffs. And now to be like, we're opening the season with a franchise quarterback that's just the best ever. Like, Josh Allen, man. Like, he's going to be chucking footballs. I don't know if Matt Stafford's arm's going to be even alive because he's got some tendonitis issues or mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah, man, I'm so pumped. I'm ready for the season to happen. I think that this is a team primed and ready to go. And, and it's it's weird because, like I, I mentioned earlier in the segment, like, we're Buffalo. We're used to being underdogs. And now we are the expected betting favorite for the Super Bowl. So it's very strange. So it's, I'm hopeful that, man, that the, the leadership in that room with McDermott and everybody else and Josh, like we can keep things on an even keel and keep bringing that expectation up because it's exciting, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready for Thursday night. I'm ready for the lights and Von Miller just going back to his, his where he picked up another one of his rings and hopefully bringing another one home here. And, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for all of it. We've come a long way from Flutie Flakes. You know, like think about think about all all the quarterbacks we've gone through. The tos, the coaches, bro. The tos. Terrell Owens, <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Can we get his key back? He's got the key to the city. Yeah. Like you remember this, bro? Like we gave Terrell Owens the key to the city. Right. I think we went six and ten. Like I just I I'm you know probably good good bet that it was something in that range. I mean, I remember Dick Duron seven and nine three years in a row. Like, dude, we have been through it. So, yeah, it's a very weird experience where you have people taking, like, hometown discounts. Like, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie, I think the dude the dude had an amazing training camp. He's crushing it. He's taking this major, like, you know, discount deal. You know, hopefully it works out for him and he does. But, like, they want to stay here. They want to mm-hmm. be a part of Buffalo. They want to be a part of what, what McDermott's building here and what's happening. And so it's exciting, man. It's just a... It's a fun time to be a Bills fan. It's also like nerve wracking because we're always Bills fans. We're waiting for the shoe to drop. You're just like, yeah. when's that moment gonna be that our our soul is crushed? But it just feels different. It just feels fun. Like even that loss to Kansas City last year, as brutal as it was, like it didn't feel like the end, right? It just felt like another piece of the chapter of where we're headed and what's going on because of just what they've done to draft and bringing in a guy like Gabriel Davis, who's primed to. Mm-hmm. to just bust onto the scene for people and obviously Stefan Diggs just you know juking people silly but it'll be interesting with our, our our defense I think our defense is solid all around but cornerback is going to be for the first few weeks especially while we wait to see what's up with Tredavious's health um, it'll be an interesting spot where some teams might take advantage but I think we're going to get a lot more pressure on the quarterback this year than we did last year which will be a nice change and uh, hopefully bring us back to those those middling days of when we had Mario and Dar- Marcel Darius and um, Kyle and Jerry Hughes, that kind of four horsemen they were running, um, obviously didn't produce Ws, but I think with, with the offense that we have and if we could add a, a defense that would have that type of pressure, look out world. Yeah, I think for me, last in that Chiefs game last year, that's I think that's when I realized that like 
what you said earlier in the program that like we're underdogs in Buffalo. I feel like even though we lost that game, we I feel like we had became something totally new. Uh, yeah. We're not underdogs anymore because how many times were we down in that game or the like we had to make a play and Josh Josh made the play or someone else made the play and obviously we didn't make enough plays. There was correct, you know, a couple mis like just real bad mistakes there yeah. at the end and you know it it's that I mean but that might have been the best football game I've watched in oh my gosh t- in a decade and but it's like you know as Bills fans we're always used to just like okay it's close like we have a chance mm-hmm. or you know we're up by two but like we could definitely still lose there's two minutes left but like yep. there's you know like yeah. <laughs> and it's like for for some reason I felt like yeah we lost that game but like this team has shown that they can they can come back they can be underdogs but they can also be favorites and yeah. we're walking into this season as favorites and i just i don't feel worried necessarily about yeah. that for the first time in a while it's funny like how many times we've had fool's gold like i i remember like watching EJ Manuel's like first start against Carolina and he leads them on a on a game winning drive and we're like this is it yeah. we got the guy we're going to do it you know, and we've done like just all these moments where you're just like, I think this is it, Trent Edwards, right? Trent Edwards, bro, like this is the guy, like four and star, even Ryan Fitzpatrick. We all love that dude. That dude, can we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick for a moment? The dude showed up to our playoff game last year in negative nine thousand degrees and had no shirt on right. and was screaming as he was currently contracted to another NFL football team. Okay. <laughs> That's how much the dude loves himself some Buffalo Bills. And so we love Ryan Fitzpatrick here. He's a legend. And it's funny because his career was good, but it wasn't like stellar. Didn't like take us to the playoffs or anything like that. But he just had a personality that just fit us and got us, and um, which is a lot of fun. But no, Josh gets us, man, and that's what's so fun. Like you, you, you look at this team; they get it. They are they they're humble. They they serve the community. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything that happened over the summer, you know, uh, it tops and. Just seeing all of our teams, right, the Sabres, the Bandits, and the, the Bills all rally together and say, man, we, we, we love our community and we want to step up. And so it's been really, really cool. So it's just a, a team that I'm proud to, to call our own, right? Like this is our team, you know, and, and we've got so many people in that building that love Jesus that just makes it that much more fun. Um, obviously, Reed Ferguson's a good friend of FCA and good friend of us and grateful for um, the ministry that he gave. Like when we did our training camp, he showed up in person, hung out, shared. Um, but I don't know if you heard about Reed's Madden rating. Um, I, I did see some stuff on yeah, Twitter, but I'm not so, 100%. So Reed Ferguson has the lowest Madden rating on the Bills at a 35. Okay. So, so apparently he has a tough time getting that, he has a tough time getting out of bed basically <laughs> according to Madden. <laughs> he was he was saying that they had like a little segment they put out in the summer where they were talking about everyone's Madden ratings and stuff but Now wasn't he graded though as like a tight end or something because they didn't have long snapper on there? There there there's a lot of this is you know we need to free read like there needs yeah. to be there needs to be a recalibration here and I know we're in a technology now where it used to be when you had your Madden rating, that's what you were for the year. But, dude, we're now on an updated right. internet-connected world. We need to get that changed. So, Madden 2023, if we you're listening. You're, we know you're listening. We we, we need you to change the, the number. Yeah. He needs to get some more love because yeah. the dude the dude's the best long snapper in the NFL. Yeah. So, we, we need to give him at least – he needs to be at least in, like, the 50s. Yeah. Like, come on. I'd like, say 99. Yeah. Well, 99 for, for, for love of the game. Yeah. 
um, and 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 his strength. He's really powerful in the way that he throws. We we actually, I don't know. I always want to call back. We we had him at our um, at the well for one of our our training camp events, and we actually got to see him snap for the first time. Right. To Matt Areza. That was cool. That was pretty cool. I mean, Matt Areza wasn't physically there. Right. <laughs> but there was a cutout of Matt Areza um, that he threw. Um, he did a snap right to. So first, it was it was a moment that we will never forget. First first time. To, we have it to on the video. Pun, to the punt god. Yes. <laughs> would a 69 rating be fair? That's his number. That is his number. Would that be fair? I think that would be reasonable. So I think that there should be, I don't know I don't know what kind of counsel they have for that. I don't, I don't know if there's a Madden elder board or something yeah. like that where they have these conversations <laughs> about what the numbers should be. But I think that Reed needs some needs some love. I agree. So See, let's, get, let's do this. Yeah. We're talking about the Bills. Yep. Yeah. Let's get a game prediction. What what is your game score prediction okay. for the game at LA opening night of football for all of America? What do yeah. you think? I just I think it's a great question. I, I I've been thinking Bills by like ten to fourteen points. Like okay. I think it'll be like a kind of a, a close ish game, but I think I think they're just gonna kinda take over a little bit and it just um, LA is just not going to have what it takes to to play, um, and the reason I say that is we've got a chip on our shoulder, mm. right? But also Von Miller, and I, you know, yeah. this is a big storyline, right? He's mm-hmm. going back, and um, he's kind of helping lead this this Bills defense, which is just very strong. And I think he's just going to be he's going to show up. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's a leader. He's a veteran. He's going to show up to play, and I think the guys are going to rally around him. Like, you don't want either new guy. You don't want him walking into his old building, even though they won the Super Bowl. Like, there's there's more going on. I mean, it's Thursday night football. It's the first game of the year. The cameras, the lights. You know, no more training camp. No more no pads. Nope. Like, it's time to go, boys. But I just think sometimes you got to look at some of those storylines and just realize, like. LA, yeah, they're going to want to play, but they just won the Super Bowl. You know, like they know they're going to be good. They know they're going to win games this year. They're going to have a shot again. Yep. But the Bills, I think the Bills just have way more to prove, way way bigger chip on their shoulder. And I think it's just going to come down to it's just that effort level and they're going to they're going to take it to them. So, I'd uh it's hard to predict the score. Um but I'm going to I'm going to say let's go let's go uh Let's go. Let's go. Thirty-four, twenty-three. Thirty-four, okay. twenty-three. I was gonna say uh, thirty-one, twenty-seven, okay. Buffalo. But I, I think it'll be. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you on all those points. I think it'd be hilarious if the game was like nine-six. <laughs> like if we had like a there's all this build up, like two amazing offenses. Here we go, and then it comes down to a Tyler Bass kick to win the game nine-six on opening night. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Yeah, but that no, would be the old Bills. That like, would be. That would be, dude. Dude, the Browns game, yeah. that game in the oh, oh just oh, yeah. eight nothing. I think we lost a game in the snow against yeah. the Browns. Just <laughs> terrible, just awful. The playoffs a couple years ago, Jaguars nine six, <sighs> right? No, that was ten three, I think. Right? Doug Marone's Jaguars. Didn't we lose? I don't know. We we lost the first game in the playoffs. Calvin was Benjamin. It 10-3? Yeah, oh, it was ten three. We didn't score a touchdown. Oh. So literally in two games in a row, we haven't scored a touchdown in Jacksonville. Wow. So. Is just ridiculous because like everyone was like, "Oh yeah, start Josh Allen next last year," and he did nothing yeah. and it was terrible. Yeah. So, ah, oh, jeez. But this is a new year. Yep. It's a new year, so I'm excited. I think we start off one and zero. I think it's going to be a wild season. 
Obviously, we can't predict um, what's going to happen injury wise and all those things. But I think if this team's if this team stays healthy, we're we're looking at a, a home playoff game. Uh, you know, come come AFC Championship time if it all falls right. And so, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what the Chiefs are going to be uh, without Tyreek, and it'll be interesting to see what Miami is with him. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's got Tua throwing to him, so um, they've done a lot to try and really pump up Tua to make him awesome. Uh, so I'm I'm very I, I'm not a two a believer. I think that he will be an average quarterback at best. But yeah, uh, I think that Tyreek Hill is a weapon, and he obviously destroys us. So we get to see him twice a year instead of once. But it's not Mahomes throwing to him. So yeah, which is a nice change. Yep. But yeah, I think the AFC East has been getting stronger a little bit here mm-hmm. and there. But I'm you know I'm not. I still think that we're you know if we play the way we should. The way we can. Yep. We'll lock that up. So Absolutely. Uh, speaking of bills that we touched on a little bit, but FCA training camp yes. on the subject here. I mean, just grateful for your help with this and and um and uh your your leadership. Uh but if you don't know if you're listening, we've had this program for the past two years called FCA Training Camp, where we invite students, middle school and high school students, to read God's word daily and complete different challenges um throughout our program it's usually 10 to 15 week program in the spring and we've been blessed to be able to have some of the the buffalo bills uh, personnel really speaking into this program thinking you know len vandenboss the bills chaplain has yep. been on zooms coach smiley i mean he just got promoted to special teams coordinator this year and now he's talking to the media and stuff like that but just a great man of god great friend of fca willing to come out in person share leadership um you know, character with our students. I mean, just gold, like, uh, such a great leader. Uh, even, you know, have, we didn't get him this year. We, ha- we thought we were going to, but, um, couldn't coach McDermott, but he did come on last year on a zoom with a couple hundred people, kids, um, which was awesome to have him apart. Reed Ferguson, like we've been talking about coming out yep. in person. Uh, we had, we, we had our graduation this year on June 13th at Highmark stadium. Reed was there. We had, Greg Rousseau, we had Isaiah Hodgins, we had uh, Greg Mance, uh, Case Keenum came out yep. and actually spoke from the podium. Um, I don't know if you saw him there, but Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator, was there. Oh, awesome. Yep, That's he came cool. in to say hi. Um, so, you know, just the support of – there's so many Christians on yeah. the Bills, right? And just their their willingness to get involved in FCA and speak into our program. It's been incredible. So last year we had 183 – um, high school and middle school students sign up and then we had 145 graduate at, at the stadium yeah and uh they made it through 70 days we did old testament heroes yeah man um just just awesome we're gonna do it again uh this coming spring and we want you to stay involved so please check out our website buffalofca.org um and uh there's some information about the past couple years and some videos um, but please stay up with us, and uh, we're going to put a link on there so you can actually kind of pre-register and uh, be notified of, of when our program's starting. It's just been a really cool journey the last couple of years, yeah. uh, and really couldn't do it without you and just you kind of opening up this network of. I think the reason we've been successful is because it's been a church. It's been a Church of Western New York initiative. It's not a. It's not really an FCA thing. I mean, we kind of help provide the structure and kind of some of the relationships and you know, some of the programming, but it's really 
the people. It's really you. It's, it's the, you know, some of the youth pastors at the chapel and at the well and revive and, um, you know, so many other churches around Western New York that have been humble enough to just kind of say like, let's all work on this together. Um, and it's been pretty cool. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I mean, it's all about relationship, right? Everything that we do, um, they're successful because people are involved and people, you know, having trust and belief in what's going on. But I've loved, like, it was such a fun journey, even just when we started talking about what training camp could be, you know, those those years ago now. During um, COVID, so I was like... During COVID, we're like, bro, what can we do with <laughs> kids, right? And obviously, Zoom became a weapon for us in the best way possible to say, hey, how can we get, you know, I, I remember even in my youth ministry, like when we were on Zoom, like hi, I can bring in high level people of my friends all over the country and be able to just bring them on for a half hour to give a message or do something different. So I'm like, this is this is a great tool for the moment. And so we used that um, obviously to get athletes and, you know, Brett Kern was on there and we got Eric Wood mm-hmm. and, you know, just some of these old, and even Maddie Glab, it was awesome. Yeah. Maddie Glab was great. And so we just had all of these really, um, really cool connections with believers across the way that see like man what we're trying to do is we're literally just trying to come alongside of churches to say hey are your kids do you want your kids reading the bible Mm -hmm. uh yeah okay we have a program that we want to provide for you that yeah it's a little bit extra work but it it gives some accountability um to those things in small groups or in different um huddles that you're in with with people it gives you an opportunity to to really step in to those things with kids and getting them in the bible because i know that's always a struggle right like it's a struggle for adults to get in the Bible. So what, you know, giving them a, a tool and then having them see some of their heroes or, or some of the people that they look up to on a team in our in our city that we are fortunate, right? This wasn't, this isn't the Rex Ryan Bills, right? Like this is a different time, right? Where we've got people that we can look at and say, man, I want my son or my daughter to look at them and, and say, yeah, do what they do. Like follow them as they follow Jesus. We've got a lot of those people that are on are, are involved in the front office and obviously on the field for the Buffalo Bills, and so we're really grateful that God has given this avenue for us to um, capitalize on this season because we it, it's the NFL things change so quick. Like we're grateful mm-hmm. for the window that we have right now, but that window could shut in two three years, right? A couple bad seasons, holy you know, turn over the whole thing and new whatever you know, like those things can change really fast. So. We try to use it as much as we can within the time that we have uh, with this team being what it is. But the program itself, I think, has been a huge win, a big blessing to this region. The graduation was a huge success. I, I, you know, being able to get kids at Highmark Stadium, being able to throw the football around on the field, like what a cool experience that these kids are going to remember uh, for the rest of their lives. And then ultimately, we our hope is that they will remember the the truths that they they gleaned from God's word throughout that seventy day process of doing Old Testament. So. Yeah, we're cooking up some ideas, man. I'm excited to get back into the to the brainstorming room and figure out, hey, how do we continue to make it better? How do we engage students um, and 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 get those those next level kids? Because yeah, one of the things that's great about it is because we're bringing in these athletes, you might get a kid that doesn't even know the Lord, right? They'll say like, yeah, I'd love to hear McDermott. And say, invite him out. Let's see, like, come come to this event. Like, they're getting a chance to be exposed to more of who Jesus is because of their love of sport. And that's I know FCA utilizing the platform of, of sports and athletics to be a place where, hey, how do we reach people? How do we give them um, an attraction that says, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I love sports. But man, you're, now you're seeing people of character and people that say, yeah, I, I, I do that as well and do it at a high level, but also love Jesus. And that's who I am more than anything else. And, you know, Reed spoke to that a lot when he came to the well, which was awesome. And and so I'm just grateful 
just excited for um, continuing to see that you know that ball roll down the hill. And we want to see more and more kids uh, involved in this program and more and more churches get involved with this program because we believe that I don't think there's any youth pastor in Western New York or around the world that would say, man, would you like to have something that helps your kid read the Bible more? And they'd say, yeah, no, we're good. Our kids read it all the time. And they're actually living it very well as well. So like, I'm pretty sure that we would say, man, we would love that. So I encourage you, take a look at the website, get involved, like ask us questions, reach out to us because we want not only your engagement, but we want your help too. We want your, you got ideas. That's one of the things that you're just talking about, relationship. We want to build relationship with you because we want this thing to continue to get better. And we'd love to see it multiplied in other regions as well and, and be able to be used and um, be, a, be a, a resource. Because yeah, one of the cool things we even have is on the Bible app, There's a, we have a program that's that's paired up with it. And that's a partnership they've gotten with Version that they've given the, the ability for us to do that. And thousands of people have mm-hmm. gone through these programs even after the fact. Um, just going through scripture. So it's it's awesome. So just things that we can do to continue to um, expose people to Jesus is always a win. Yeah, so good. Um, BuffaloFCA.org. Follow us on Instagram, Metro Buffalo FCA, Facebook as well. And make sure you stay up uh, so we can get you in the program this year. We we need us an army of people. We Absolutely. need volunteers. We need Big time. people that want to disciple young athletes to come alongside of us because um, we continue to grow in numbers and you know, we, we're a small team, so we don't yeah. have, we, we really need help. So please, please uh, pray about it, check it out, and uh, maybe ask God how you could invest in this program. That would be, that would help us so much. We're going to take one more break. We'll be right back with Adam Williams. This is FCA Radio. Founded in Buffalo in 2004, Sandhill Investment Management is built on research. It's in their DNA. They have delivered consistent results through a defined investment process and an unwavering commitment to quality. By focusing on their clients' needs, they have grown to be one of the region's premier investment managers with clients here in Buffalo and all around the country. Powered by internal managed portfolios and a research team anchored in downtown Buffalo, Sandhill works with each of its clients to build a portfolio focused on reaching their unique goals. They are proud to support the Buffalo chapter of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. For more information, please contact Steve Garvin at 716-597-7521 or sgarvin at sandhill-im.com. For comprehensive investment result information, please visit their website at sandhill-im.com. Sandhill Investment. Invest in you. Hey, this is Eric Chubai, owner of Wingfoot Screen Printing. We're a custom screen printing and embroidery company that's been serving the Western New York community for over 18 years by outfitting youth groups, churches, schools, businesses, teams, and nonprofits with jerseys, t-shirts, sweatshirts, corporate apparel, and much more. As a coach and sports dad, I know just how crazy it is balancing schedules, sports, and family time. Visit our contact page at our website, wingedfootscreenprinting.com, and reach out so we can partner with you to take your next apparel order from concept to completion. Some things in life are just automatic, like State Farm agent Torin Lucas offering great neighbor service plus surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. Actually, if you were to contact Torin right now, you'd find you could have some of those surprisingly great rates and good neighbor service, well, right away, as in automatically. Give Torin Lucas here in Buffalo a call today. 
Torin thinks you'll be automatically happy you did. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Do you know someone who takes multiple prescriptions at different times? Are you concerned that they may miss a dose or take the wrong one? I'm Steve Giroux, owner of the Middleport Family of Pharmacies and proud sponsor of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Our family neighborhood of pharmacies is proud to offer you med packs, your medication pre-sorted by date and time. Each pack is color-coded and clearly labeled to make sure the right pills are taken at the right time. No more sorting pills, no more missed medication, no more confusion. With six locations in the WDCX listing area, including Middleport Family Health Center in Middleport, Rosencrans Pharmacy in Medina, Oakfield Family Pharmacy in Oakfield, New York, Wurlitzer Family Pharmacy in North Tonawanda, and Summit Park Pharmacy in Niagara Falls, Transit Hill Pharmacy in Depew, great customer service doesn't have to cost more. We're here to fill your prescriptions, answer your questions, help with refills and med packs, compounding, and even pet prescriptions. At Middleport Family of Pharmacies, we treat you like family. Call us or visit us at middleportfamilyhealth.com to learn more today. The vision at FCA is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. God has called FCA uniquely to share the gospel in sports culture, and they are answering his call, but they need teammates like you who desire to give generously of your resources. Beginning with its first Christian sports camp in 1954, FCA has grown to a global ministry with over 2,000 staff in 100 countries. Over 100,000 athletes participate in FCA camps around the world each year. Since FCA field offices raise its own local support in the U.S. and around the world, there are many opportunities to give. Would you prayerfully consider becoming a supporter of FCA through a financial commitment today? Give a gift of any amount or join the FCA home team by becoming a monthly supporter of your local FCA staff. Please visit fca.org or in Canada, visit canadafca.ca to find more information on supporting your FCA area of choice and for details on how to set up your one-time or reoccurring gift. FCA is on mission to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. To stay connected with us, visit fca.org. Welcome back. This is FCA Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, some great conversation. Such a privilege, all, as always, to have my friend Adam Williams, uh, youth pastor at Kemore Alliance Church, and he also leads Unite, which is a collective of youth pastors from all over Western New York. And Adam, uh, how can someone plug into Unite? I mean, maybe they're listening and they're like feeling isolated or lonely out there. Uh, they're a church in Western New York. Um, like, to just talk a little bit about what you got going on. Yeah, so I, I want to just encourage you, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're a youth pastor, youth worker, volunteer, wherever you're at in this journey helping out students, like, my heart is to come alongside of you and, and connect the dots for you. You know, we, we've got a group of people that get together in a couple different regions. We have, like, one that gets together kind of more centrally in the Kenmore, um, North Tonawanda, Tonawanda area. We have another group that gets together. Um, out that they're trying to get things going in the Hamburg Orchard Park area. And we also have a group that's getting together in like Clarence Williamsville. And so we've got these groups that get together that have different point people. We have a, a Facebook page, um, a Unite uh, Facebook page that you can look for and find. Um, and then obviously my name is Adam Williams and you can look me up. And if you know, my email is adam at kenmorealliance.com. You can email me uh, any questions that you might have and um, get, get connected on social media and stuff. But yeah, I would just encourage you, you know, get involved together. We're, we are meant to not do this alone. Uh, Christianity is a team sport. This is something we're meant to do together. And so would encourage you, if you are um, a youth worker, 
um, that doesn't have a place that you have some community, whether it's with your denomination or anything, even if you do, um, we're missing you. Not just that um, you need something, we need you. Um, because we need each other as we go after it. So just encourage you to um, get plugged in with, uh, with a community that can help support you because youth ministry is tough and we need help and we need others. So come, uh, come join us for one of those meetings that we get together once a month on our monthly meetings. How much does someone have to tithe to you to be a part of these meetings? $10,000. <laughs> first, first one to get, that gets back to me gets it for free, though. So No, it's, it's no cost. It's an hour meetings. We try to keep it tight for you guys because we know that your lives are busy. Um, and then we do different events throughout the year, winter comps, different things that we uh, try to get people involved with. We go to a camp called NTS Camp in the summer at Houghton College. Several churches in our area do that. And mm-hmm. so there's lots of different things that you can plug into and you kind of pick and choose what would work with you and your life and your schedule. But we'd love to connect with you and help you know that you're not alone, uh, that you got you got people that are that get what you are going through. Because it's, like I said, Doing youth ministry is a unique beast. It's not like anything else. Uh, it's not like you're a plumber or anything else. Like you're working with kids and has a unique vibe. So it's good to have people that understand you. Yeah, like <clears throat> you're literally not asking for anything out of people. You just want to serve them, connect them, plug them in, get them in relationship. It's so important to have relationship in the body of Christ. And you're doing it across denominational lines. It doesn't Absolutely. matter if you believe, you know, if you're super charismatic or if you're Baptist or whatever like if you love jesus and you love this region like come be a part of unite seriously you'll be blessed and you'll have some opportunities to plug in some really cool opportunities for your students and some high level stuff all over western new york so yeah check it out. absolutely what? and and unlike fca we're not going to ask you to join staff every time uh <laughs> you come around so yeah no just kidding no, no but, i already i'm not gonna ask you anymore i already signed you up oh i'm already in yeah okay i, I got your social security number oh, and wow yeah. how did you get that uh listen when you're desperate <laughs> okay I don't know if I should feel good if you're desperate. You're coming for me. That makes me feel like kind of no, crappy. No, no, no. Like for you. Oh, you're desperate yeah, for me. Yeah, oh. Not anyone else. Uh, oh, well, that should be about Jesus, right? Desperate for the Lord. Jesus, That's right. I'm being <laughs> sanctified. Well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, Kale, we miss you. Uh, we'll see you next time. But so great to have Adam Williams with us. Check out buffalofca.org. Uh, For more information, we've got flag football signups open now. Season starts at the end of September. That's at CCA, open uh, for K through 12. We had 193 athletes join us for the summer. Come on. Yeah, so we're going fall session, and uh, no better time to sign up than right now because the Bills are kicking it off. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Boom, mic drop. Come on. We'll see you next week. Go Bills. Go Bills. Thank you for listening to FCA Radio. To get involved in our mission in your local area, visit fca.org and connect with your local staff today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.